Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Friday, August 12th. Former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate raided by the FBI this week, and he invoked his Fifth Amendment rights during an unrelated deposition. We get all the details on American politics from Jackson Prosco, Global News, Washington Bureau Chief. You can help the Stampeders tackle hunger this weekend when the Stamps take on the BC Lions. It's the annual Purolator Tackle Hunger Food Drive in conjunction with the Calgary Food Bank. The team's rep for the event is wide receiver and two-time West Division all-star Kamar Jordan, who joined us to break it all down. It is International Youth Day, and TELUS has launched its Friendly Future Maker Awards. With some insight into the contest, our Mornings with Sue and Andy producer Reese Schaefer spoke with Nimi Kanji from TELUS. And the J.C. Anderson Memorial Golf Tournament is coming up August 25th. There's still some space if you and your pals want to hit the links and help out Camp Easter Seals. We get the details from golf pro Tiffany Gordon. Former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate raided by the FBI this week, and he invoked his Fifth Amendment right during a deposition in New York. With all the details on this story and the lesser stories going on south of the border, we're joined this morning by Jackson Prosco, Global News Washington Bureau Chief. Hi, Jackson. Good morning, Sue. Boy, this has been quite the week for Donald Trump. So can you kind of break it down a little bit about what we know about the raid originally and now with some of these unsealed, uh, the warrant information, what's the latest that we know? Yeah, it has been uh, really remarkable. And I think today is going to be a day of really big developments because, of course, uh, we uh, know that Trump says he is not opposing unsealing the search warrant. Uh, which means that a judge may well rule to do that just today, as the Department of Justice asked for. And essentially, uh, seeing the search warrant will give us a sense of what the Department of Justice and FBI were searching for, where they were searching for it, and perhaps a sense of the seriousness of all this. Of course, there was that Washington Post report that came out overnight uh, that suggested that uh, nuclear weapons documents may be among the things that were searched for. And, Sue, you got to know, those are amongst the most closely guarded secrets of the U.S. government. It's just shocking that this is the information that's being released now. What was is that? What's related to the deposition that where he he took the Fifth Amendment? Or is it the same thing? No, completely unrelated. So uh, this is the thing: is that when the raid happened at uh, Mar-a-Lago on Monday, it was sort of a question of which investigation is this related to? Because there are five or six various cases that could imperil Trump here at this point. There's uh, the handling of classified documents that he took from the White House after he left. There's the January 6th investigation, the investigation into fake elector schemes, the investigation in Georgia over trying to overturn the election. And then what we saw uh, the deposition for this week was a New York State investigation into his business practices. And that's where he pled the fifth, uh, I believe it was 440 times over the course of that deposition. It's an unusual uh, turn of events, isn't it, that, that, you know, what was what they were looking for or the information has been unsealed this way? I mean, we don't normally hear about the details of a raid like that, do we? No, and this is the interesting thing, is that the Department of Justice said they wouldn't have moved to unseal the search warrant, but for the fact that Donald Trump himself admitted that a search warrant had been executed at his property. He would typically be entitled to uh, all sorts of privacy up until this move to uh, potentially a criminal phase, such as an indictment. Uh, But the DOJ says, look, Trump admitted he uh, was subjected to a search warrant, and there's a huge amount of public interest here. So let's make the documents public and let the public know what exactly we were looking for. So if there was nuclear, top secret nuclear information there, I mean, what, what kind of charges can a former president face? like that. Yeah, I mean, you have to think that this is, uh, you know, raising a lot of alarm bells at various levels of the U.S. government, that documents like that may not have been properly secured in the first place. 
That's what we don't know in all this, Sue, is whether or not they are seeking a criminal prosecution over the mishandling of classified documents or if simply they are desperate to get them back into U.S. government hands because the information contained in them is so sensitive. It may well be the latter, but the point is, at the very least, it is a, a terrible look for a former president to have left the White House with boxes and boxes of information that are potentially classified at the highest levels. He then received a subpoena to turn those documents back over. Uh, we know he sent back about 15 boxes in the spring and had a subsequent meeting with members of the FBI. Uh, and they came to believe and understand that he had not turned over all of the documents in his possession. And then sure enough, during this FBI search this week, we understand uh, as many as 10 more boxes of documents were recovered by the FBI that he hadn't turned over. Obviously, lots of questions about why he would take those documents, why he would hold on to those documents. Why would they be sort of loosely secured at Mar-a-Lago? Those are the things we don't have the answers to right now. And how do you kind of waltz out of the uh, the White House carrying a big box and nobody says anything? Uh, is, is <laughs> this shooting, the fatal shooting of a man uh, near the FBI's Cincinnati office, is this related to this Trump story? You know, it sounds like it might be at this point. Uh, of course, since Monday, Republicans and Trump himself have spent the week ginning up their supporters against the FBI, alleging that the FBI is heavily politicized. You're seeing... Uh, Trump-loving Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene calling to uh, disband or uh, defund the FBI, saying this is all politically motivated, directed by Joe Biden himself. Of course, none of that is true, but that hasn't stopped the rhetoric. And based on the social media posts from the alleged gunman uh, in uh, Ohio yesterday, uh, it seems like he was not only present at the Capitol on January 6th, but that he was deeply motivated by this FBI raid to go after the FBI. And uh, the, the post suggests that uh, he was sort of out for vengeance and urging Trump supporters to take up arms against the FBI. So many amazing stories this week from the United States. Can you tell us the latest uh, behind the Iranian assassination plot of John Bolton and Mike Pompeo? This is another amazing yeah. story. Yeah, this is wild. And this is something actually that U.S. intelligence officials have been warning about for quite some time now. This dates back to the 2020 assassination of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani, who was uh, assassinated in Iraq by the Trump administration. Uh, at the time, the Trump administration alleged that Soleimani was planning uh, to attack U.S. diplomatic facilities and embassies and that he posed an immediate threat, and so he was taken out and killed in a drone strike. Uh, ever since then, uh, they, there were warnings that uh, uh, the uh, uh, Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard might seek to uh, assassinate high-ranking current and former U.S. officials, names like former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump has been mentioned as part of that, uh, and uh, John Bolton mentioned as part of that. And sure enough, we found out this week that the FBI says that uh, a person in Tehran was trying to pay people here in the U.S. to uh, murder John Bolton, $300,000 in that case, and a million dollars for a quote-unquote second job, which is believed to have been an assassination plot against Mike Pompeo. So wild stuff. Uh, this likely torpedoes the Iran nuclear deal and attempts to salvage it because uh, Iran has been pushing for the uh, Revolutionary Guard to be taken off the U.S. terrorism watch list. Uh, it's hard to see how that might happen now. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she visited Taiwan earlier this weekend. The Chinese government very, very unhappy with this. 
Yeah, they are. Uh, it has ratcheted up tensions between the U.S. and China at this point. Uh, but the bottom line is it might have been a bad look for Pelosi to go. It might have been a wor- worse look for her, though, to cower in the face of China's objections. Uh, we know that this touched off a week of exercises by the Chinese military uh, in the strait outside Taiwan, effectively a multi-day blockade, a live fire exercise. Uh, Taiwan alleged that China was simulating an invasion, uh, but U.S. intelligence, as far as they're concerned, they don't believe that any invasion is actually imminent. They believe it's a lot of posturing, but certainly China is becoming more and more aggressive uh, about asserting what it says is its territorial claim over Taiwan. Well, I'm sure we'll be chatting again, Jackson, no doubt talking <laughs> about the Donald Trump uh, story and lots more. Thanks always for joining us on a Friday morning to update things. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. You too. Always lots of information from Jackson Prosco. He, of course, is the Global News Washington Bureau chief and just fascinating news coming out of Washington this week for sure. You've heard Dave McIver talking about it in sports and you can help the Calgary Stampeders tackle hunger this weekend as the Stamps take on the BC Lions. So it's the annual Purolator Tackle Hunger Food Drive in partnership with the Calgary Food Bank. And to get us all the details this morning, we're joined by Calgary Stampeders wide receiver, two-time West Division All-Star Kamar Jordan. Hi, Kamar. How you doing? Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a big game for you guys, just in the, the grand scheme of things, but also it's a super important one, and I know you guys really get behind this one. Yeah, for sure. It was, I mean, it was definitely a big game, a big summer game, playing against the BC Lions, five for the so legacy night. So it was going to be a big night. Um, but with that being said, with the Pure Leader, Pure Leader Tech 100 food job, this is something that we've been partnering with Pure Leader with for I think the Stampede has been partner about last 17 years. And um, basically fighting, we're fighting, uh, fighting hunger. Um, we're we challenging our fans who are coming out to the game to bring in non-perishable food items, canned goods, or you can make casual donations as well as, well as the, at the gate. We'll have uh, stations all around the gate at the stadium with people who are going to be collecting the food and um, taking our cash donations. And um, at, at the end of the first quarter, we're going to load all the food up, put it right in the truck to take it right back to the Calgary Food Bank. So this is something that we truly believe in uh, is our way to our way to help and try to give back to our region and uh, really something important. We're hoping that fans could come and help out. And we need it more than ever, Kamar, for sure. So as the team's ambassador for the program, why was this important for you specifically to get involved with it? Yeah, well, it's always super important for me just to, just to get around the community, try to help in different ways around the city and really show my face, use my spotlight a little bit and try to shine on all others. And I think the St. Peters and the team, we feel the same way. And this is something that, that we always find really important. Like I said, we've been doing this with later for the last 17 years. And I think even more so this year, you know what I mean? Well, us, everybody's still kind of recovering from COVID. And I think even now, inflation going on, um, I think they say the food bank is now um, 25% more people who's coming um, asking to help for the food bank, to help put food on the table for their families. So, um, and these are people who have jobs, you know what I mean? Just need a little extra mm-hmm. assistance with the, with the rise, rise in prices. So um, we thank even more than ever. This is a important year and a special year for us to, to really help and really go out our way to, um, to donate, bring any food, anything that we got in the back of the pantry that we could use um, and bring it out there to get to the food bank. I would think it really go a long way for them and, I mean, why not help out in a major way like this? 
bring your food, drop it off. The stamps will take care of the rest along with Pure Later. Kamar, tell us a little bit about the game because I know it's a big one. The BC Lions just ahead of you guys in the standings. This is an important one. This is a big game. Um, BC, is, they're a great team. They're an exciting team. Um, been on TV, getting a lot of shine. But, you know, you know how we feel, Stan Peters. They're coming to McMahon. You know what I mean? If we want to protect our house, we want to show them who we are, what we can do. And um, we hope hope to stop them and get on top of them on the standards. It's going to be a good game. It's one of the last games of the summer. Kids are starting to go, about to be going back to school. So bring everybody out, man. We're hoping to see everybody be loud, cheer us on, and, and really be out there and hope for us to get a win. We hear that. Is it really important to you guys on the field? Do you hear the fans? Do you feel them getting behind you when you're playing a game, whether you're down or up? Oh, my God. It's so important. All day fans understand how much we, like, really get juice from them standing up, getting loud when the defense is – when our defense is on the field and, and the offense are, you know what I mean, have a struggle um, hearing their quarterback and stuff like that from the fans getting loud. We need that. It's so important for us, and we get pumped from that. Hearing the fans go crazy and cheering us on, it's a big thing. So, I mean, fans, if y'all coming out, get loud. Get loud for us this week, and we're going to try to handle business. I feel like we're going to be behind you, and I feel like you guys are going to have a fantastic game. Go get them. Go Stamps. Go. Thanks so much for joining us, Kamar. No problem. Thanks again. Go Stamps. You got it. Kamar Jordan, wide receiver for the Calgary Stampeders. He is the spokesperson for the team for the Pure Relator Tackle Hunger Food Drive. Take your non-perishable food donation down. The organization will take care of the rest of it and get it to the Calgary Food Bank where, again, you heard him say it, the need is that much greater. It continues. If we can help out people right here on our own community while we cheer on our Calgary Stampeders, let's make it happen. It is International Youth Day, and TELUS has launched its Friendly Future Maker Awards. With insight into the contest, Mornings with Sue and Andy producer Reese Schaefer spoke with Nimi Kanji, Director of Community Investment and Corporate Citizenship at TELUS. The Friendly Future Maker Awards, uh, it's a new initiative here at TELUS, and it's really been inspired by uh, TELUS's longstanding promise, let's make the, friendly, let's make the future friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, the program actually just launched this week, um, and the contest is, is open from now until September the 26th. Um, and in a nutshell, it's a nationwide contest that recognizes and empowers Canadian youth who are uh, taking steps to make the world a better place. Um, we're really happy to be on here today as we're looking to get the word out and encourage Canadians from coast to coast to nominate friendly future makers um, that are in their lives, specifically all those amazing youth who are creating positive and lasting changes in their communities. Um, and specifically, we're looking for youth who are aged between 13 and 19 years old. So who should enter this contest? What are you looking for when it comes to someone making positive, long-lasting change in their communities? Yeah, so... Friendly future makers are, you know, the young, dedicated leaders of tomorrow who are already making an impact today. Uh, we know that there are so many incredible youth out there, and we're really looking to find those who are transforming their communities and our planet for good, uh, making a difference in areas that align with TELUS's own social purpose. Um, so it could be things like fostering human connections in their communities or, you know, simply giving back to their communities. Um, caring for the health and well-being of our planet, um, even driving better health and food outcomes. All of those are areas that are key to TELUS's own social purpose. And so we're really calling on all Canadians to join us in, you know, helping empower these Canadian youth who are already making the world a better place. And people can nominate youth that are in their lives, or if there's, you know, a friendly future maker who's out there making a difference and meets the criteria, they can actually also nominate themselves. Okay, so what kind of prizes are up for grabs? 
There are six incredible prize packs up for grabs. Each of them are worth $7,000. So nominees basically will be entered to win one of these six prize packs. And the prize packs include a $5,000 check that is is made payable to the winners. Um, It it could be paid towards their RESP or potentially even put to help funding their initiative. Uh, They'll also receive a $1,000 TELUS gift card. Um, as well as uh, $1,000 so that they can make a donation to a registered charity of their choice. When they actually enter into the contest, they'll see that there's six categories in which they can can apply or or enter into the contest. So, you know, for instance, there's a connection enabler, so somebody who's helping build human connections. If they're entering under that category, to explain how they're helping build human connections clearly and to specify what kind of outcomes they've already driven or maybe what kind of outcomes they're looking to drive. Um, you know, other categories include things like community builder or a hunger hero, so somebody who's helping to feed communities, or a planet protector, as an example, so somebody who is looking to take care of our planet. Um, so lots of, lots of ways and lots of options, lots of um, initiatives that they can actually enter into the contest. Um, and I would say really just focus on exactly what the initiative is and what uh, specific impact they're looking to make. All right. Nimi, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That was Nimi Kanji, Director of Community Investment and Corporate Citizenship at TELUS. Head over to telus.com slash youth awards to nominate or enter yourself if you're age 13 to 19. The J.C. Anderson Memorial Golf Tournament coming up August 25th. Still some space if you and your pals want to hit the links and do some good. Joining us with all the details is golf pro at Carmony Golf and Country Club, Tiffany Gordon. Hi, Tiff. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Good. We're getting ready for this big tourney. Tell us a little bit about J.C. Anderson. Who was he? Oh, just an amazing guy. He's actually was, uh, I've only been involved or my family's been involved for the last three years, but uh, we got to know a lot about uh, J.C. and just his passion um, and dedication for the Camp Horizon and Easter Seals and its whole mandate of what it stands for. He's actually the gentleman that kicked off their campaign years ago, their capital campaign, uh, to build new dorms out there and he with a million dollar donation and and we've just kind of been con- carrying on that tradition with his family um, along with uh, my family with century 21 and their con- their commitment to Easter seals as well and uh, it's just it's a great event uh, and it does just so much good for our community for sure okay so you and your family also involved with the Easter seals camp horizon so the funds specifically from the tournament will go there to help and, and what do they do yeah, I mean, basically Camp Horizon is, uh, is an outdoor summer camp. It's out by Bragg Creek. Had the opportunity to go out and see it again here a couple of weeks ago. And it uh, provides individuals, disabilities, and medical conditions with life-changing outdoor camp experiences. It's uh, realistically, it's uh, in talking to Marie, even over planning the tournament, it's for a lot of these uh, individuals, it's kind of their, their Disneyland. That camp's been shut down, obviously, for the last couple of years uh, with with all the pandemic and whatnot and trying to get the camp back up and going again and uh, providing the services that's needed. Um, there's just so many individuals that just require these services and this camp is just their, it's their, it's their summer, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Marie. I mean, they, these families plan their summer around uh, these kids and not just kids, some adults as well going to camp and it, helps them out and it gives uh, the family a little reprieve too, right? Yeah, so for sure. It's, um, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting, you know, I've been involved with a number of charities and, and you're always, you know, wanting to help out. And it's, this is an, in, when these camps, I mean, some camps you kind of go, 
they're on a like a one to ten ratio when it comes to having support but this one can be one to two and sometimes even two to one so it needs it requires people to help people and uh and jc started a a neat vision out there and they've been continuing to upgrade and and doing what they can but it's uh it requires a, a ton of work and and uh, they're just they're really special people well, let's hope that we can fill up this tournament. It's the J.C. Anderson Memorial Golf Tournament, August 25th. So great prizes, great food, all of that. I mean, let's face it, that's what we wanted, a good tournament, right? Yeah, exactly. Silent auction, great dinner, lots of on-course activities, and just a great way to, to raise some funds for just a really special group of, that needs some help right now. Individuals or teams can register. Sounds like a blast. Is it out at yours, uh, your your course, Carmen? No, no, we're out at Sirocco, okay. which is kind of JC's uh, backyard. And uh, so uh, you just re- register at easterseals.ab.ca and uh, you can register as an individual or as a team and uh, or else you can go on there to just be a part uh, to donate. And if there's companies that are interested, there's some great opportunities to go out to camp and uh, do a spend a day out there. Uh, our family did uh, through the company, and they went out and just helped out for a day. And uh, it's just a great, great way to be involved, and it's beautiful out there. Just a beautiful place. Fantastic. Thanks so much for letting us know about it. We will also send people to jcandersongolf.ca for more information. Thank you, and have a great weekend. Awesome. Thanks very much, Sue. Thanks, Steph. Tiffany yeah. Gordon, Golf Pro at Carmony Golf and Country Club. Sounds like a wonderful tournament. Great way to do some great good. Uh, and you can get all the details you need again, jcandersongolf.ca.